When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 635 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined as always by Stephen Kyle Brackey, Oliver the Bear, a stone, and boxing Ben Askren back in the mix. He was flying first class direct to wherever the heck he is. And I couldn't be on the show. Jeez, how rude. I'm in Atlanta. Where did I say you were? You said said, I don't know know where where he was. Oh, yeah, I know where you were. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, sorry. I knew that. He's in Atlanta. Um, But Ben is back. Ben, uh, I know you don't really get nervous. You have some strange uh, situation that um, prevents that. But how are you feeling overall as you prepare to fight for the first time in I guess over a year. First time in boxing. First time boxing ever. Uh, no, it's good. Look, they got me the presidential suite. This is pretty cool. So. Wow. Oh yeah. Pretty slick, huh? Fancy. George, but, uh, I'm, w I'm definitely stayed there. You ready to I talk some wrestling? I listened to the Ali show yesterday. Those are some good stories. Ali, thanks for the shout out. I appreciate that. And yep. Kyle wasn't wrong on Amin Deeringer. Oh boy. Here yeah, we go. Yeah, huh, dude. This is like this is one of those things. Uh, hey, Christian, I don't, I don't have a problem. My wife actually does get mad at me because I have an issue with letting things go sometimes. <laughs> we know it's but okay. No, we don't want you. you to let this one go. No, we don't want you to. I don't think. Listen, I think it's fine. I have, I have a listen. I'm still talking about the Hodge race from like 2016, so I'm not much. I'm not much better, um, mm-hmm. but I am better. I think I am a little better. Than you, but no Hodge updates, I suppose. Um, which is probably- they, they went into hiding. I mean, we, we got we got the answer. The answer is the votes were not equal, and mm-hmm. then they just made a new rule that they're only counting first place votes. Which, if you <clears throat> want to get two different winners, is about the worst way that you could do the contest. You only have what is it, fifty four total votes or something like that? Yeah, and it's it's having a trickle down effect into uh, Division One wrestling. Indiana wrestling named two wrestlers of the year. It was initially DJ Washington, and then it got changed to DJ Washington and Caden Rooks. Uh, Graham. Why? Gone. I had a 50-50 Kaden shot. Caden won it. most improved. Caden won most improved. So Graham. now we're seeing there's co-winners mania going on in college wrestling. There's no end in sight. I mean, listen, if the votes were exactly equal, I could have got down with it. It was just the fact that when they put the release out, you and I read it. We're not dummies. We knew the votes were not equal. And then, you know, they keep trying to lie about it. It takes them effing 10 days to admit, yeah, the votes are not, in fact, equal. And then then they just decide, well, we're only taking the first place votes. Yeah. I guess so. I guess so. And as a rules hey, guy, Ben, I understand why you think that. What? I saw you guys did not talk about it. Did you see this man all over WrestleMania? Gable was all over WrestleMania. He ain't coming back. Right. I'm worried. He ain't coming back. He ain't coming back after he just got the red carpet treatment down there. Bye bye, little Sebastian. He ain't coming back. Let me just break it to you guys. He ain't back. Man, I uh, well, hopefully, hopefully he sticks it out through the Olympics. Uh, I think that'd be good. <laughs> I think uh, we got that. 
Maybe, do you think he could uh, – listen, he obviously – I don't think he could balance a WWE career in Minnesota. It's not – those two are mutually exclusive. It cannot happen. But uh, no. could he manage some sort of senior-level wrestling and fake wrestling? I can't imagine that would be the case. Um, I mean, if anything, he'd probably – so I would think they'd want him at that what's called the, the Performance Center in Orlando. I would think they'd probably at the very least want him there for a, an extended period of time to get – his character get everything up to up to speed, and then maybe once he was up to speed, because like the you know those the young guys they spend they're there full time. They're I think they're there like five or six days a week, and then you know once the guys um, get older, more established, they understand everything. They can kind of come and go as they please a little bit, um, and they're not kind of required to be there. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Like our man Jacob Casper's living down there. He lives. He it's in Tampa. No, no, Orlando. 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 It's it's all Tampa. <laughs> I think Jacob Casper is going to be a superstar too. But I don't, when you got Ferrari and and Stevenson headlining WrestleMania, <laughs> tough. He better hurry it up. He better get yeah. in the mix before Gable and uh, Mister Fast Twitch get in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So I mean, man, it would be so. Man, I, I'm sorry. I just don't want to see him doing fake wrestling when he could be doing real wrestling. Do what you want, obviously, but. I want to watch him wrestle some more because, yeah. I mean, just imagine. There's no way he's at the the height of his powers. What he's what he could be as a wrestler. He's tw- I, can't, I can't imagine. He's twenty. Yeah. Although Kyle Snyder, I I actually just watched right oh. before we got in here. I watched the last clip of Kyle Snyder um, beating Sedge Live, and I thought, man, Kyle Snyder reached the pit. I mean, really, he very well at that point could have been considered pound for pound number one. And there's just there's very literally nothing above that. So he reached the pinnacle of wrestling at age 20, which is completely insane. Yeah, maybe, and maybe that is a fair counterpoint for with Kyle. Now we'll see. He could be on the, you know, I just think he, for Kyle it was about making the, you know, the next adjustment to the next level or to the yeah, next yeah. level of competition that he, you know, needs to probably make to to win the Olympics at 97. Um, but you will, guys, you guys do the, um, uh, you guys do the. The rings was he pound for pound number one at that point in time? He was after he won, yeah. He beat Sajjalive, right? Yeah, because Sajjalive was a clear pound for pound number one, so he beat him, and then uh, he lost it after. I think he lost. I mean, he I think he lost at some point after he beat Sajjalive before he lost to him in the finals. But I could be misremembering. Got could it. be misremembering about that. But Sajjalive is the pound for pound number one yes. by a landslide. I think I, even if he lost, I feel like. He would still have a claim to the spot he just, just because he never has, loses ever. Yeah, he doesn't really lose. I mean, he has one huh. loss since 2013. Yeah, I mean, ne- never. Um, the guy from Iran that beat Kyle, I watched Muhammad him. Dian. He wrestled the Asian Championships, correct? Because yeah. he's really, really good. I was very. I mean, obviously, he beats up Kyle, beats up Bo Nickel. You're impressed with him, but I just watched him, and I'm like, damn, this guy's freaking outstanding. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be problems. I don't know if he can beat Sajalayev. We know he can beat Kyle. I th- yeah. still th- I still think that when they wrestle again, it's not gonna look like that. No one, listen, Sajalayev had a call it what you want. It was a, in my opinion, of and I'll still say it's a fluke pin. It's not a fluke win, but it is a fluke pin, and the way it happened that. is is sort of strange. And then I kind of don't think it would materialize like that again with Sajalayev, and I don't think. 
he's going to lose 8-0 and then get pinned, be losing 8-0 and get pinned by Mohamedian. I don't think he's going to get ragdolled like that. And yes. I think he'll have adjustments. Now, that doesn't mean he'll beat him, but I just don't see it looking like that. Yeah. Um, the other guy, uh, so I watched uh, the Beck Bulatov match, and yeah. I thought that was the most obvious terrible call ever you know they said so he was up what eight to two when he got decked but that four pointer he got out of bounds was not a four pointer he stepped out of bounds you can't score defensively after you step out of bounds uh, why didn't they throw the brick that was like the easiest call ever i th i saw that and i thought the same thing and i didn't understand it either so but ridiculous they, yeah i mean but almost as ridiculous as anything now you could <clears throat> i think i know where you're gonna go with this but it was preposterous that he was completely lifted in the air and found a way to throw the guy to his back. Now, if you say, well, he relaxed because he stepped out of bounds, all right, fine. But um, I still thought it was a pretty ridiculous display from Beck Bulatov. No, I mean, but that, that, what you said is probably exactly what I think happened. The guy goes to set him down and relaxes and thinks, that, well, the second I set him down, I'm going to get my one point. And then all of a sudden they go four points the other way, which is, by the rules, is not what's supposed to happen. And that would have made it what on the scoreboard if they had just given him that would have made day. it four one or four no it was eight two so it would have made it four three yeah so a very yeah, different so match yeah way different match um I love the fact that you guys have the Continentals now because I you know I can sneak in and catch a few matches here and there and that's pretty outstanding yes well we're glad you enjoy them as well uh, it's actually excited. easier to watch than the ACC significantly <laughs> it's definitely easier to watch than the Pac ten. Yeah, that was tough. They they went out of their way or to, hide, twelve. to hide that one. Yeah. Does that exist? Is that a thing? That, I mean, that's what the conference is called. It's Pac-12. <laughs> and has been for... <laughs> I don't think it's is been 10 years. I don't think it's been 10 years. But it's been... The wrestling Pac conference has six teams. I don't give a shit how many they really have. <laughs> how many times you win Big 8, Ben? I won the Big 8 um, three times. I lost to Chris Pendleton once. Dang it. Oh, and then you beat the when you beat. Him, I did beat that. My only win, though, my only win was freshman year. Freshman year, Big Twelves. Yes. And then sophomore year, he beat you. Okay. No. That's memory lane. Gilman, you should listen to Gilman on uh, the Bader Show, because whether he's in Iowa, whether he's at Penn State, Gilman is still very much Thomas Gilman. He's still super quotable, very blunt. Um, I don't know what were some of your your favorite. Uh, Parts there, Steve. Um, well, I think when he was talking about the guys that weren't in the field. Oh yes. So he said, uh, you know, Kyle Klingman asked him like, "Hey, the Soriano and Spencer Lee weren't there. What are your thoughts?" He's like, "Well, the best guys were there." He said, "You know, Soriano, blah blah blah. He was going to beat me second round. Spencer Lee is the greatest thing since Jesus Christ." He said, "You know what? Whatever. They weren't there. If they were there, I would have wrestled them and you beat gotta them." You got to get canceled for saying something like that. Well, I, he's not canceled. He won't be canceled by us. You can't cancel Thomas. Thomas Fieldman is one of those guys who just says you can't cancel me, and then exactly he canceled. Yeah, yeah, you can't. He's uncancelable. Yes. <laughs> Because I think the Beatles got canceled for saying something similar to that. Really? Yeah, didn't they say we're, uh, we're bigger than Jesus or something? Well, he didn't say he's bigger. He's he's being uh, he's being hyperbolic. He's he's being sarcastic. Sarcastic, he's yeah. A, he's not. Christian, I understand he's not being uh, real, but I yeah. Anyways, keep going. Okay. I don't want to get stuck on things. 
So I, I sometimes I hang on to things too long. You guys are totally right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so right. <laughs> and then there were Tom and Kale comparisons. Um, he said, he said, um, you know, they're both winners. Both have a winning mentality. Both um, high level thinkers. And then they just get there a different way. Was yeah, his big point? Yeah. And then, yeah. So that was a. Well, a I mean, he yeah. said he said he said Kale was a better winner. Oh, really? A better winner. Yeah. I like it. Very yeah. good. And then so Bader's the like, "Why do you say that?" What is that point? The Beatles quote was, "They're more popular than Jesus." Oh, who said that about them? John Lennon. No, John Lennon said the it Beatles about said himself. it about themselves. See, yeah. yeah, that's that's why it's completely different. <laughs> um, yeah, that was. <laughs> Old move by by John Lennon, but yeah, Bader was uh, Bader was like, why why do you say that Kale's a better winner? He's like, I mean, look at the, look at the numbers. <laughs> it's like, all right, got all a right. point, got a point. <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, I encourage you to listen. Gilman, uh, you know, he talks about a lot of different things, life at life in Pennsylvania, and what he's kind of learned over the last year or so, and it, it's definitely very clear that it's not a. Uh, it was, it was not a good departure from Iowa oh, yeah. that, that Spencer and Spencer and Gilman, not boys, not, you know, not a mentor <laughs> type of situation. They're, they're definitely bitter rivals. Um, yeah. I don't think you say those you, kind of you things. You see Iowa have that issue all the time though, because their, their, their culture is so much of like us versus them. They are the enemy. And, you know, you see it where it's, is it Ramos Gilman, right? That was very bitter. Uh, and then obviously Gilman Lee, you've seen it a few other times, but it's just, that that's the culture. And then, you know, I don't know, I, feel, I almost feel like it's no wonder they don't have a huge RTC is because, you know, guys take off afterwards. Yeah, that's part of it. Um, part of it's a crowded room at 57. It's just been crowded there. You had Dennis and Ramos. Yeah. So Ramos left, and Dennis basically retired, and Gilman mm-hmm. was there, but Lee was coming. So Gilman left, looking for something else. Yeah, um, but part of it is like, look how many people. I mean, NLWC had a final. They had an all NLWC final at '86, and they actually had two other guys in the bracket too. They had Staraki and they had Aaron Brooks. And Aaron Brooks finished like top six, maybe somewhere in there. I think yeah. so, but it wasn't uh, wasn't his best showing. That's- yeah, but you know, so, I'm, so to my point though is that, uh, you know, like the NLWC, and I know they're the best, but they they all have multiple guys at certain weight classes, and um, I, I think we've seen a few other programs, and I was just not able to balance uh, and keep people happy and have multiple guys per weight class. It it, it kind of blow, it feels it feels as though it blows up in their face every time. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I mean, I feel like the 86 thing could have blown up. It just, for whatever reason, didn't. I don't know if it's just Bo's, temp- Bo's temperament or something made it yeah. not, or Kale's ability to. But this is to, what I'm talking about. To work with the the egos there, but w- what happened there, I feel like could have definitely been yeah been a huge. So that's decision. I mean, to, to our point, that's more of a credit to Kale, right, for keeping keeping people. Whether it's you want to say keeping them in line. Um, making them see a bigger picture or whatever it is that he did. He did something there that it, in most cases probably would have blown up. Yes. Um, now it, it remains to be seen like what, what Bo Nichols next move is, is because 
a lot of people have said, hey, 2020, and now he's going to... Um, MMA for sure. MMA for sure now? Yes. Okay, there we go. Thank you to uh, the, the mysterious man in Ben Askren's room. Okay, right after the Olympics, actually. He's going yeah, to meet Alton, obviously, in case David gets hurt. and then So he's going to continue to train through the Olympics because he is the next guy up if something were to happen to David, and then MMA. Okay, that sounds good. Ben, yes. our uh, Penn State correspondent. Well, that's uh, yeah. I think he'll be pretty good at MMA because you say he'll be pretty good at MMA. Ben. Dude, he's gonna be good at MMA. Yeah, come on. Well, listen, out. Ed Ruth. How is he not good? But how is Ed Ruth not good at MMA? Okay, that, that, that hurts my head. It hurts my. You know who else hurts my head? And I, you know, I'm hoping that he does a late career resurgence. But um, old Bubba Jenkins, Bubba Jenkins, and, and, and Lance Palmer in the same bracket at PFL. They're fighting uh, each other. I sure thought Bubba Jenkins was going to do better, and you know he's been—he's an okay fighter, but he hasn't had high-level success by any sense of the imagination. So who knows? Maybe he has a late career resurgence here in PFL and win, wins a big check. Um, but yes, uh, when guys go to mixed martial arts like those two that we mentioned, and they don't have high-level success, it always kind of makes my head hurt. It was funny. Ed was like—I uh, mean, I—I I mean, he just seemed really into it. He was entering all these jujitsu tournaments like he was he went to like worlds and just was like mopping up purple belts just like destroying people and you're like okay he is he's into this he's taking it seriously he's competing in the gi which doesn't have a ton of like as much carryover as something like a no gi jujitsu so you're like he's into this and i don't know for whatever reason i don't know i don't know anything about fighting but it didn't translate to the point that i thought i thought this guy he has it all to be a ufc champion i mean oh yeah um, i mean Dude, he, I mean, and, he moved. I feel like the kids forget Christian how good Ed Ruth was in oh NCAA wrestling gosh. because he didn't do international and because he didn't become a superstar. <laughs> like that guy was so freaking good at his college career was so amazing. I mean, he he made a team right out of college. Yeah, I mean, it's not like uh, you know it was 2014 and you know he didn't medal, but you know there are a lot of people trying to make that team and he did it immediately after. Uh, so I don't know. He was so good. He was he's ridiculous, ridiculous. And I, I, you know, he's kind of a what if for me. What if he stayed at Penn State and just wrestled for a, a while? Where, how would that have all materialized with David? And because um, you know, David talked pretty candidly about it at the, at that point. Ed was the man in the room. Um, Ed was the guy getting the the better of him, right? Um, at that point, when they were there training together. So how would that have? You know how would that have all worked out? Because I think yeah. Ed would have probably been an eighty-six for sure, and oh, David. Yeah. But thing about David is he's just continued to get better and better every single year. Yeah. Um, and you know it's all it's all coming to a head. And I was reading an article about uh, Yazdani. So Hassan Yazdani, eighty-six um, for Iran. He's a seventy-four kilogram Olympic champion in twenty sixteen. And did you guys know he he got injured like a couple months ago? Nope. So he had a knee. He had a knee injury, and he said he's been training for like two months uh, since the knee injury. He's doing, you know, he's doing better. But um, I think I remember that rumor, but I don't remember it now. Reading this article kind of reminds me that that happened. So him coming off an injury, I have a couple thoughts about that. But he, they ta- they ask him specifically about David, and he basically says, "Hey, he made." psychological and technical mistakes against David in, in their two meetings that he has to adjust. But one thing about the Iranians is is they kind of get theorized that these guys train so hard, 
too hard, too much, and they're just they're just fried yep. by the end because everyone knows that their ability is incredible and what they can do. So now I'm like, well, is this going to be one of those things where he's been off the mat so much that he's going to come to the Olympics maybe fresher than ever because he hasn't been a year-long training, yeah. grinding type of deal? Yeah, or is it, or is it one of those where – I mean, if we're talking about archaic training systems and, and them overtraining and getting injured a lot, it's going to be one of those where he was off the mat and now they're going to do something freaking stupid because they're like, oh, we got to make up for lost time and they're going to grind him harder than ever. And he gets a re-injury or he just feels like crap because, you know, they, they rush him back too fast, obviously, which has happened with other people. So I don't know their training system extensively, so I find it kind of hard to comment on exactly what's going to happen because I, I could really see – both extremes to your point where he's he's a little refreshed because he's taking time off and i could see the other stream where you know if he's had this knee injury and he hasn't been able to train and he's overweight or out of shape because he hasn't been able to train and then he comes back and they put him on the grinder like that it could just not be good for him yeah so with thinking about his two losses and if you don't know that his two losses to taylor are super dramatic i mean he First of all, he almost cautioned David out of the first match. They were they awesome. Got... Can we watch them on this program sometime, Christian? Yes, they... we can. Especially that first match was awesome. I mean, bananas. We, yeah, we can. Maybe we can get those for tomorrow even. Um, nope. So, uh, without getting too much into it, early Yazdani, Taylor melted him and pinned him at World Cup in Iran. And then... so, but you, I mean, you, you, you're like – I mean, you almost have to watch the match to realize it was like a uh, – a, a, Mama bear playing with a baby bear. Like, I was just throwing him out of bounds. Like, David Taylor could not stay on the mat. It and was it got. It was crazy. It was like, what was it? I think it was seven zero, and then all of a sudden you see, it's getting a little harder and a little harder and a little harder, and then it's just over. It was immediate. Like he just like, oh, always oh, like, tired. Oh, he's on the back. It's over. Like, <laughs> it was like the most incredible adrenaline dump or whatever. So just in, in Iran. In Iran. And I'm pretty sure David or someone said, like, the fans were, like, on their feet, like, applauding David after it happened. Like, they were so impressed. They really appreciate that level of wrestling. So, and Wait, then, Christian, tell, how bad was Yazdine throwing him around in the beginning of that match? It was insane. Preposterous. I mean, it, it's just like he's going to caution him out because David cannot solve this underhook uh, positioning that Yazdani yeah. has that it's over. I mean, we could just give it, send it to Tyler right now if we want. Uh, oh, we're gonna do this right now. I'd love to. I mean, this match is so awesome. Like, from I remember watching it live and just being like so jacked up when did because you like you're you're watching it. You know, when you're watching it live, you're kind of watching it like in despair. Like, holy shit, is this guy really gonna beat David this bad? Like, is this really possible? And then all of a sudden, the like you said, the ties turned like that, and you were like, oh my god, and you were nuts. Yeah, yeah, it it was it was crazy, and it I forget how soon the pin uh, happens in the match, but Tyler's pulling it up right now and we'll be able to watch it we'll probably get um since we don't have the file we're just pulling it up from youtube we may have to we may get at hit with an ad probably in the most important pivotal moment but it's but i guess my point is in in bringing up these matches is when you lose twice like this the way he has how much does that psychologically like play in the back of your mind um, I think I, if I was, well, I've never, I've never fallen off a cliff with gassing out like that, but when someone's essentially done that to you twice and then would the, I, I would say the kind of the story of the second there match would go. be, they got in those really great scrambles 
and and David just won every time, like that's definitely in your head. Yeah. So um, we are. If you're listening in your car, just imagine a wrestling match. Uh, well, you could right put this now. up on YouTube. Yeah, you'll be able to. You can go back and watch it at, at any point in time. On YouTube, but. on the site, on Twitter, on Facebook. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Okay, yeah, why don't you talk through? No, oh, so yeah, so I was just saying with, with this match, you know, Yazdani, as we're going to see, Yazdani just pushes him around in the second match, uh, but then falls off a cliff in the second match. David just wins all of the scrambles, and that was, yeah, I think Yazdani is going to have a mental block. Um, he was when, so exhausted after the second match, too. I don't know if you remember, we posted yeah. a clip from the tunnel. He couldn't oh, yeah, walk. Yeah. He was just doubled over. He couldn't walk. Mm-hmm. So he likes to work out of that uh, underhook left side, kind of inside control oh, right. Right and there. He just, he just backed him straight out of bounds there. And so then once he finds – I believe once he finds his underhook, he just keeps good, kind of going back to it over and over if I, if I remember this match correctly. Yeah, big snap. Snaps David to his knees. And it's funny because Yazdani's made the same progression as David where he's gotten so much larger over the course. I remember when we wrestling um, – Pico in the Junior World Finals, right? I'm thinking of the right one. Yes. Yeah, you are. Mm-hmm. Pushes him out of bounds again. That's that's two push-outs now. And, and there's a caution. Uh, yep. <clears throat> so remember, three cautions. If you don't know freestyle wrestling, three cautions. You No matter. Wow. You could be up 9-1, uh, 9-0, and you can get cautioned out and lose the match. I don't think it has it ever happened in a big freestyle match. I was in Greco matches. It's definitely happened. Yeah, again, David just has – sorry. Go ahead, Christian. No, you go. Uh, David's got no answer for this underhook. Yazdani is just pushing him, and he, you know, this is the second time now he's got in the the zone, and he's uh, David was able to ground himself. But you know, it was essentially two more times where he was really close to getting pushed out, and he he was able to get a stalemate. There he gets to the underhook again, and you can. You, David is is smart. He knows, like, all right, I don't know how to really solve this. So he's dropping down, grounding himself. He's trying to tactically adjust. And um, it's just crazy to. I mean, you. Yeah, and now might, they I also caution him for festivity like too. He goes on the clock. Is he on the clock right now? He's on the clock, yes. So I what's believe. the score right now? It's still low score. It's, it's only two zero, but he's been in. He's been in the. He was in the. Uh, the another zone. He's got pushed out. That was another point. Caution. Oh, they gave him another caution. So this is where it's got. It goes two cautions. Two cautions. He's down three zero. And One more caution, he's out of the match. You just—it just feels like in, in Iran. In yes, in Iran. And there's how much time left? Two so and a half minutes. Time. Yeah. In the first period, or um, have yeah. they had this? They're not in the second period yet, are they? No, they're not in the second period. No, it's only one but their clock's left. going up. Yes, instead okay, of down. It. And now you see David actually kind of for the first time in the match, he stayed out of the underhook for a few seconds, and he's actually firing off a few attacks. Uh, but he hasn't really gotten close to anything yet. What are the technical adjustments he made? To like, how do you go from a guy's just getting to the underhook real quick? What do, what do you take away <laughs> to prevent a guy from getting in? Right here or like in the long term? Because in this one, it's like, yeah, Zadie just freaking gasses. Well, yeah. So now David's in on the leg, finishes. I thought he was down bigger than 3 0. Yeah, I thought it was. I mean, I guess he was in the, he was in the circle twice, so it could have been a couple more. I think maybe it was just that there was the the cautions. Yeah, maybe that was it. Because it's three two. He gets his takedown at the end, um, into the first. Oh no, no takedown. Oh, they don't get it. So three zero with two cautions. That was crazy how he didn't give that up. 
I don't know, I yeah. think he did. They I'm pretty did, sure they gave it. They just and his flexibility is great too. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, to make those kind of in-match adjustments, that so you th- you don't think they were technical. You just think yes, Donnie's tired. And you can see him; he was hunched over. Um, look at the scratch marks marks on David's back. Yeah, yeah, for real. That's brutal. That's how you keep an underhook in there. You yeah, those nails in. There we go. There's, nice ad. There's the ad. Here's the Tesla oh, ad. Advertiser came up. Oh no. That's okay. You can skip it. Um. Um. Oh, we're not skipping it. I don't there think. Oh, here. Yeah, he's so tired. Think about it. He's got to come back to the set. He does not want to come back to the center. He's thinking about how the hell am I going to last another three minutes now. Yeah, that's got to be a terrible feeling. If I was him, I'd just be going for the home run, trying to get him cautioned one more time. Yeah. So. Yes, Donnie has to go back to center because he hurt his corner because he's still sweaty. He's never been so happy. <laughs> So, so, okay, second period is underway, and you Donnie Taylor. Is it 3-2 or 3-0? It's, it's very small on my screen. It's 3-2. So they gave David that takedown there. Yeah. Now he's trying. He's trying for he, that underhook. He's close, but David's doing a great job staying in here. Oh, is he going to go out here? I don't know if he gives up the two here. So he's got a, uh, David in a quad pod. And what do they give? They give one on the step out. Yeah, and that, I think this is about it for Yazdani. He's like, yeah. he's like super gassed. He's like, I needed to pin him there. <laughs> <laughs> that was my shot. Dang it. Well, or caution him, obviously. Yeah. I kind of wonder in other countries how much do they actually work on pinning because, it, you know, with the freestyle holds, it's kind of difficult. Whereas, you know, not like folk style where you, you really, really work on that. He snapped David down to the Damn. knees again here. Yeah. So maybe it does get... Oh, no. Now David's going to win the scramble. And then... Oh, yeah. This, this is I mean, it. He made him look silly there. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, Donnie got on the leg and just completely stopped wrestling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, that's tummy time. Yeah, it's some tummy time. That's premiere ah. freestyle ah. tummy time. 4-4 uh. now. Um... Yes, yeah, I remember has... it being a big, a bigger gap when David Me came too. back. Uh, maybe it was just it seemed more dramatic. I guess it probably seemed more dramatic in real time when you're watching. And he's got two cautions, and you're thinking, "Oh crap! If he gets pushed out one more time, this is over." He almost got pushed out there. Now, how does he even get him over? I can't remember. I thought it was just like he finishes a shot, and then Yazani literally like falls to his back. I believe Some, yeah. something crazy. So now it's it's six four. He just got takedown. And Yatani's like, ah, I don't want to. I don't want to do He's this like, anymore. Oh boy, not going well for me. Oh boy, I've never felt this kind of pace. Mm-hmm. David staring right at him. That's the beginning of the end. So now David's yeah. up. Six four. That I want to see he just falls over off one of these shot attempts. Yeah. Now watching it back, yes, Donnie's gonna. Have, he, I mean, he's got to have nightmares about this match. But I well, don't know he how did a better job in his world's match. <clears throat> like he lasted. Yeah, paced himself a little better. I like. Yeah, he, and he was still able to get to his underhooks early. Here we go. Oh, this is it right here. Low shot. Yeah, he splits the middle and he falls to his back, and then and he's yeah, I quit. he's done. Um, he's tied, tied, hey, so tied, tied. David's not gonna get seated, correct? Yeah, correct. <laughs> So Sorry. this could be first round. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it was last time, right? It was his first match. Yeah, first match at Worlds. Uh-huh. 
He's so carcass there. <laughs> oh, he laid there for a while. Yeah, too. They it was a little out, bit. They came out to get what him. Did you, call, did you call it carcass? Yeah. Is that carcass. a new slang term the kids use that I don't know about? Uh-oh, Ben's going to use it in the talks before <laughs> the fight. Carcass. Carcass. Yeah. I I, no, I think we say it. Uh, I think it's like a restag translation thing. They they say a couple things like when, mm. someone's lo when someone loses, they're like, it means defeated, but... The translation is like carcass, like killed or something. I at forget. the at the last Olympics, they had a camera up top, and when people would lay like that, they would switch to the camera up top, and we called it death cam. Death cam. <laughs> yeah, they would just go over the top of you. See. Yeah. So classic. I'm, I'm glad Americans don't lay there, just in complete, completely forlorn. We kind of get the heck out of there, at least. You, I mean, NCAs once in a while you see one of them dudes that just lays there. Yeah. It's it's yeah, pretty. That's super often. Every once in a while. Some of the no, that that's like for a little bit of time. Some of these guys, the coaches literally have to go out there and like pick them up. Be like, yo, everyone is watching you right now. This is over, and you won't get up. This is not good. Bad look. Not in front of the homies. Let's get out of here. Um, that's like when you're coaching little kids wrestling, and you know they're faking it. Like. If I know if if I have a good relationship with a parent and we both know he's faking it, I ain't going out there because we all know you're faking it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I mean, if I, if I don't know the parent and I don't know that the parent knows the kid's faking it, I'll go out there and you know, I'll, because but then eventually we have to establish with the parent also that the child is, of course, in fact, faking the injury right now. Mm -hmm. And then once the parent has that established in their head, also, then we can just ignore them and let them do their thing and be embarrassed and then get up and just keep wrestling. Yeah. Is there anything more annoying than when, when the guys get, I don't know, maybe this doesn't bother you because you're like, ah, this guy doesn't want to get better. But, you know, when you're coaching a high school team and there's always those guys that just find the ways to just be able, unavailable for the practices. And you know, but it's like, can you really? What do you really, mean be unavailable? You know, they find ways to not practice. It's like, oh, I got this. I got this little thing or this thing's injury. They end up sitting there icing mm -hmm. a bunch. Highly annoying. We don't we don't have that because obviously yeah at a club care. it's just like you yeah it's yeah they different. don't show up they just don't show up if uh, um, they don't want to be there <laughs> so you know with our academy you can go to any of our locations and so I had a college coach in last time um, so last, last fall there was a college coach in and I was showing him just kind of on our back end software how you can see their visits right you can see mm -hmm. everywhere they've went and so someone said well he said well who's been here the most since June first because that was when we opened. I'm like, oh, that that kid for sure. Like, and I and I knew it, you know. And so then he wanted me to kind of just search a few of the kids and see how many practices they've been at. And you know, the good and I could pick out. I knew I know who shows up a lot, who doesn't. Yeah. Easy. And but I, obviously I don't know who's going to say Max's Academy or who's going to work with Tristan. I, I don't know. I, I kind of have an idea, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. And you know, so some of the guys who don't work very hard, they might have been there like at this point thirty times. And some of the ones that are good were like. 60 to 70 practice and the one kid where I'm like I know that kid's the kid that's been the most for sure he had been at like 89 practices or something crazy and it's like well no shit he's getting so much better because he's freaking there every single time dang yeah are we gonna get to see this kid wrestle anytime soon uh he's going yeah he's going D1 okay nice. I'll just tell him who it's Connor Thorpe Connor Thorpe works his butt off nice he's going to Northern Iowa yeah oh panther train <laughs> you got yeah. the pipeline Kat Kaisen, Dejan's there, um, and then actually Colin Realbudo, you know, one of Max's guys from New York, that he, 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 he took a gap year and lived with Max last year. Uh, he's there also. Okay. 
Did he just he win something in Italy? He won Italian nationals. Yeah, so what the heck? He's, he's going to wrestle for Italy? Yes, he's an Italian citizen now. He's going, so he's going, to, he's going to wrestle. He maybe takes out Jordan Oliver first round. He's going to go to that thing? Yeah. Why? Because he wants to go to the Olympics. Okay. Me too. Um, well, you didn't win Italian nationals, nor are you. You're right. <laughs> I'm going to win. I'm going to win British Nationals or something. Uh, you could probably win that. I, if, as long as no one enters, I'm feeling great. Uh, <laughs> By the way, in the second Taylor Yazdani match, uh, Yazdani was up 6 2 at the break and lost 11 to 6. He didn't score Ooh. again. Ooh. So that one wasn't as dramatic, though, because I feel like after we watched the first one, we knew at some point he was going to fall off a cliff. Yeah, it wasn't. And it wasn't as dramatic. It was more David takedowns, just like kind of picking them apart yeah. yeah there was one scramble that seemed like really pivotal that ended up being yeah. you're like okay he won this he's gonna he's he gonna can't win. scramble with david no it's pretty clear these guys they they can't do it they, they can't he's very very high level yeah i mean you know there's those guys that i mean we could pick out i don't want to pick on him but, but there's guys at ncas where we know like this guy he can't go hard seven minutes he, he might get a little bit of lead in the beginning but then it's gonna be can't can he retain his lead after uh-huh slows down a little bit yeah that's Yasnani. that's Yasnani. but we which did is it. crazy well, because funny. he what's really he funny about everyone this. that's what i was gonna say yeah that really prior puts to, david's pace in perspective yeah because prior to this he had a great gas tank he he used it uh, I, I think prior to that that match right there we watched you would have said Yasnani's gas tank is a great weapon for him for sure the interesting yeah. thing about David is it's not like uh, – obviously, it's not his only weapon. But it's not even the thing he uses in a lot of his high-level matches. It's just like in some of his matches, the pace has been the difference. I feel like with the foreigners, you see it more. But like in his Bo Nickel matches, that's not what you saw, right? No. You, didn't see, you didn't see him doing like that. A lot of them, he tenos guys, some guys quickly. And yeah. the in the ta- in the Burroughs match, it wasn't like he did not. It was kind of the opposite. It was kind of the opposite. So and Gabe, and the Gabe Dean match too. Yeah, good point. So it's he, he's a pace guy, but it's not how he wins a lot of his matches. And he's he can he's slicker. He's better. He just has a lot of ways to win, which is why he's going to win the Olympics. Um. Okay. Yeah. So exciting. Uh, exciting that. Uh, you know the Yazdani Taylor rivalry is likely to to continue. Um, looking forward to that. Other news: Jason Borelli to American University. This is a man for American. That's a amazing huge hire. pickup. Huge, huge pickup. I mean, uh, M- Mark Cody had this thing humming. He went to Oklahoma, and then you know the team was was fine, but had slowly kind of fallen off, and. You know, last year was, you know, you don't even really look at last year, what happened there. And now Borelli, it's, you know, Americans, uh, I feel like it's a good fit for Borelli because academically it's it's tough. And, um, you know, you have different kind of kids you're getting in there. So I, th- I think it's a good fit for, for Jason Borelli. Yeah, I mean, what this, but the, the other interesting thing here, Christian, I think is, you know, we we obviously saw him leave Stanford, Stanford canceled their program, and you said, okay, all these guys have to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. 
And American, to my understanding, now I'm not an academic, but American, to my understanding, is a very good academic institution, which yeah. is why a lot of those guys went to Stanford in the first place. So how many guys are going to follow? And even if it's not the main guys, like say Shane Griffith, the real cool woods, how many guys are going to try to follow um, Jason to American? I don't know why, but I feel like you're not going to see a lot of that. Well, why do you think that? I just I think they went to Stanford for because they have a really good wrestling program and they have amazing academics and now they're gonna just just what I've heard you know where these guys are looking I don't I don't see American on the list and maybe they get some of the guys that lesser guys that we don't know about but I think it's gonna be I, I don't think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be Coach Borelli starting over building a completely new thing really uh, at that's my opinion yeah. maybe I'll I be wrong so. I'm just thinking from a psychological standpoint, especially like with the, you know, like um, with college programs, depending on how, how much of an a-hole the coach is, um, you know, there's a percentage of kids on the team that like them versus don't like them. You know, if it's a great coach and they love them, it's more like 90% one way. It could be the other way. But with Stanford trying to cancel the program, I feel like that would really unite a team to the point where they're battling against something bigger and it brings them really close. And then, you know, hey, th this is my leader. This is my leader who's been helping us battle the Stanford Athletic Department. And then when he goes somewhere else and you have nowhere else to go. And again, like someone like a Shane Griffith, he's probably been talking to people, right? Or real wood. Mm -hmm. But that next step of guys, and they had, what, seven NCAA qualifiers, six or seven NCAA qualifiers? Like, and then they probably have some good guys behind that. Like, I got to imagine there's going to be at least a handful of guys that go there. I would kind of be almost surprised if they didn't. Yeah, um, I don't know. You got to want to go to the school too. Like I understand wanting to so follow your coach. Is American not good? Am I wrong yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 a fine school, but like Stanford is a freaking brand. Like you say, you yeah. go to Stanford, it's like dang. I don't know if American holds that same clout. Although no. it is a really so good is your school. Guys, is your guys take that they're going to stay at Stanford and not wrestle? Is that your? Is that oh, what no, you guys think? No, 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 no. They're. they're but, I mean, there might you might see some guys not rest until second semester because they're finishing. they're trying to finish. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't, I just I don't know if you're going to see as many guys you think follow him to American. Really, I don't get that impression. Mm -hmm. Wow. So where do you think? I mean, so then if you guys are saying it's about the brand, are you guys thinking a lot of these guys are going to go Ivy, or what are you thinking? Uh, I think one of them will go Ivy. I think, um, I mean, like we said last week, Griffith is, I think, down to UNC and Michigan. That could be. I better. think it's just going to be good. It's going to be good schools with strong wrestling programs. Yeah. And I, th I think. Yeah, which, I mean, oh, man, if you like Borelli, I, I, so I've always felt as though American's a good university, like, uh, I'm gonna pull up the Stanford wrestling roster, but I feel like you know a whole bunch of guys um, would go like maybe like a Raquel Vandermeer or a Jay Nabis or that you know that that type of person. Yeah, I get it. Um, Got it. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think he's gonna do a good job building the, the American program. I just don't see a lot of those guys going there. Um, could be wrong. Just, okay, just my opinion. Okay, uh, so hey, JD put out the his Penn State projected lineup, and I'm curious what you think about it. I have some thoughts. I have uh, some thoughts. Okay, well, let's think our thoughts and then say them. 
So uh, he's Van Ness at fifty-seven. I think is is ridiculous. I I I see him redshirting. If I had to guess, I think he just wrestled at sixty-five last week. Yes, that happened. Um, I think he. I think he'll eventually grow into a. I could see him beginning a fifty-seven eventually, for sure. Mm-hmm. But eventually. I don't. I don't think next year. I think next yeah. year. I think it's mostly right. Uh, I think JD did a great job. I think it's Howard, RBY. I think Bo goes 41, Nick Lee up to 49, 57. So, um, what about that one? Are we really sure about that one? Because Nick Lee just won a national title, so why wouldn't he stay at 41, even if maybe it was better for the team? Um, now, there's, I guess depending on where Yanni goes, and he did just beat Yanni, but I guess they're kind of even weight classes. Actually, you know what you don't have on this doc? There was that rumor that Seabass is back to 33, which, what? you know, it, where was that rumor? Where did I see this? Someone it... said that someone told said that Sammy Alvarez said that he's going up in in, in a podcast and he said that he's going to go up to forty one and that Seabass is going to thirty three. Which I never thought Seabass looked that big for forty one. Um, no. So I thought I thought that made sense. Um, but to, anyway, so I thought Nick Lee at forty one. Why would you move up if you're the national champ? I don't know. I. I think that was just I think Chinzo even said like I thought he alluded to it on the podcast with Ash, okay. uh that that's what was happening. Um yeah, certainly he could win 141 again. He just did it. But he probably thinks he can win 149. I think he's probably on the bigger side for 41 and I think for the team it makes sense and if you're Nick Lee, do you really think that after what you just did at trials and what you just did at NCAs just being in his mindset, do you really think he's like, I I can't go up and win? I'm sure he thinks um, he I don't think he – I mean, so – I you just beat Zane and Yanni back-to-back. I mean, yeah. in anything, you're just like, okay, I can I can beat anyone. Yeah, a big part would be how big is he, you know? like, and I mean, I think that's probably the main determiner. Like, if 41 is not hard for him, he should just stay at 41. If, if it is, then, yeah, he should move up to 49. But I, I hadn't seen that anywhere, so when I saw that for sure – I know probably you're looking at it and you're saying this is probably the better team roster, but you just won a national title at that weight class. Um, yeah, a lot of guys don't move up when they win national titles. The nice thing is, uh, wait, what? A lot of guys don't win national titles when they move up? No, no don't no, move I, up I, after. I don't move up oh. after the national title. It's, like, this is my weight class, I'm going to stay here. Well, Ed Kyle Dake did it a bunch of times. <laughs> Ed Ruth did. <laughs> Don't say. Obviously, there are guys who've done it, guys. But Quentin, I, would, right? I think it you just said it never. Bo happened. Nickel. I think it happens. I didn't I think say it happens. never. I said you, less. Never likely. ever. You said it's never happened in the history of the sport. Oh my God, that's the direct quote. <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll, we'll rewind the tape. Pull the tape. We'll pull the tape. Hey, how about um, that picture of uh, uh, Jo and Dake? That was great. That was cool, right? Cool yeah. picture. Who found that? You or uh That was a JMZ joint. I don't believe that. Yeah, it was. He's a <laughs> he's a mastermind. I'm not okay. what you think I'm giving credit to people if I really did it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you're a humble guy, Ollie. Uh who knows? The the Sammy Alvarez thing, that was on Bash's Pockets. He was on there yesterday. It wasn't the doc because I haven't listened to it yet, Ben. Um okay. so that's what someone tweeted us. So he could have said that. Sebastian kind of rumored or kind of hinted to that in an Instagram post he yeah. made after the season. Um, I thought he looked big enough for 41. I didn't think he had the same speed. Mm-hmm. 
and just like didn't look like he was maybe accustomed to the weight he put on. Um, yeah. I don't know. He just didn't move as well as he had at 25 and 33. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him go back down. This is, you know what? This is all leading to. It's all leading to him going down to 33 and us just jumping back in. Well, heck Making yeah, because he, he well, beat the national yeah, champ. He, <laughs> he, he probably over just... With Nick, Lee. Nick Lee just beat freaking Yanni and Zane. Yeah, he could he could fight anywhere at 33 for sure. I mean, he beat the he national champ. Yeah, he's fighting yeah, he's, He'll fight he's, all he's of them. punch them all in the <laughs> face. He'll he'll their butts, the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he'll knock them out. They'll get on top of him. Ref will slap them out. The match will be over. He'll be the national champ. Uh, yeah, no. Sammy Alvarez also said last year that he could go 25. Um, so I just don't know. Um, I believe he will go 41, though. Yeah, it's always easier to go up. But I just uh, the, the offseason plans of Sammy Alvarez are just not something I put a ton of stock into after what just <laughs> happened. I mean, uh, it makes more sense for him to go 41 and see best to go 33, in my opinion, for sure. The man just missed weight at 133. Let him move up, all right? Yeah. No, I I, th- I think so, too. But... Um, yeah, I, I think Seabass might be at last chance, too. Oh, my. 65 kilograms, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico. Him and Kyle Rabuto. Rabuto's going to take out Seabass first round and then J.O. second round. You're high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope Triller TV hey, doesn't drug test. Put down the water bong, dude. Yeah. yeah. I hope Triller TV doesn't drug test, Ben. Uh, yeah, it'd be nice if they did. Completely... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, drug free. Yes. Um, for almost all of your life, except for one accidental, um, usage. I did. You told that story on, on the show. Uh, <laughs> I gotta hear that sometime. We don't have to rehash it now. Thanks Me for not, get thanks for not listening, Ollie. It means a lot. Oh, that one it was, show? It was a funny story. Funny story. <laughs> it was when, it was, it was, this was the, I know what it was because it was when Kyle Dick wouldn't wrestle me a long time ago. And, Man, I'm glad I don't want to wrestle Kyle Dig now. I want no part of that guy. <laughs> oh my gosh! The thing is about Kyle is he does he he harms you. He does. He, he tries he, to throw you hard. He, he tries to throw you hard. He, he jumps tries to up, kill people. He likes to jump up in the air and spike you so hard. I would. Yeah, yeah no part. His, of that. his ability to because um, you guys also just I've been watching a lot of flow lately. Thanks, um, man. You guys just posted that. What's the damn Russian guy's name that's really good that he beat up on? Gazi Magomedov. Gazi Magomedov. The way he throws people from a seatbelt, so you know, seatbelt wizard situation, mm-hmm. it's really hard to generate enough power to throw someone backwards from there. And actually, generally, if you attempt to do it um, because you don't have a lot of power to explode, they can turn and land on top of you lots of times, right? So, like, if one of my athletes was trying to throw someone there, I would say, stop. Like, don't do it. You're going to get yourself in trouble here. And the amount of power he can generate to pop people there, because I believe he, I believe this is a situation he, he threw an IMR in, Nolf and Gazzy. It, it, it just, I think these guys are in situations where like they've literally never felt someone with the power to throw them from from that position, and mm-hmm. he freaking pops it and it goes. Yeah, there's there's not many that can do it like him. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a lack of familiarity. In that position, I think you you outlined it perfectly. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's just certain people you feel, and they have like a, almost a, a special type of power where it's like. So I, I've wrestled. So the two guys I wrestled who were underneath me and just got like I'm pretty good at staying heavy, and they were able to get me. It was Imar, and then the um, and that was just we were just working out, and then Yadav, um, is that his name? He ended up taking a bronze medal 
for he's 74 for India, but just like mm-hmm. I was in positions where I never get lifted from, and then all of a sudden I'm in the air, and I'm like, what the f? How am I? How am I up in the air right now? And I think that's probably what certain people feel like against Kyle Dake. They're in a situation they feel comfortable, and then all of a sudden they're getting launched, and they're like, how the freak did I end up here? Well, the the Nolf one is crazy because it started from a low single, yeah. and he immediately comes up around the body, but he kept a, a hand on the foot for a while. Yeah. yeah. And then he comes, I mean, it's just, it's just, uh, it's not new techniques, I guess, but you don't see no, them change. It's bad techniques. It's techniques I would tell my athletes, do not do that. Stop. <laughs> yeah. They probably say the same thing about some of uh, the stuff you did, Ben. Definitely. Definitely. Sure. I was watching some, uh, I watched that. What, what made you post that Tyrone Lewis, uh, uh, it you just so, came up on my feet. Uh, so I think you great, had something about the post. What made that reason. such a great memory for you? Was it something Tyrone specific? Uh, I mean, that was just, just a fun match because, uh, you know, I really got underneath the skin. He was so mad and he wanted he to was, fight me. He was big uh, mad. Obviously, it was my only U.S. Open title, right, because I retired after that year. So it was my only, my, my only U.S. Open title. And then, you know, obviously I'd have to beat him again to make the Olympic team in, like, what, two months after that or something? Yeah. Are you considering cornrows for this like, fight now as a result uh, of that memory? What'd you say? Are you considering cornrows for this fight? Uh, I don't think it's possible to pull hair with. I mean, the reason I started cornrowing my hair and I, I would cornrow it, you guys know why. Sargouche. Sargouche ripped so much of my hair out at the World Cup in 2008. It, it was, I mean, like, of my hair were ripped out and they didn't do anything about it so i'm like okay i'm just gonna cornrow it and you can actually if you look at like late matches um in the olympic trials final 2008 tyrone was he was pulling on my cornrows because they start coming out and stuff for sure you're not gonna not um, you're not gonna not i'm <laughs> gonna not pull on them i yeah i think you should uh you know think about the cornrow look for for saturday yeah just just saying look into it Okay, so we were kind of talking about the thing, and then we got off on a Sammy Alvarez. Somehow ended up with Dake. Oh, because guys that bump up and change weights, and then we just said, but that's okay. Tangents are fine. So we think Nick Lee might move up. He might not. But if he stays, I think either way, whatever Nick Lee does, I think we know what happens for the Penn State lineup. If Nick Lee goes up, it makes sense that Bo Bartlett would go 41. If he stays at 41, then I think you redshirt Bo, and then you wrestle Shane Van Ness right away at 149. I like so that. I think either way, you kind of know which way Penn State will wind up. Now, if he goes, if will Shane go up to 57? I don't, I don't see that year one right away. I don't know if he has the, the, the size for that. And I think after Bo, them seeing Bo wrestle up a weight where maybe he shouldn't be, who wasn't a full 40, 49, although he was super competitive, but... You know, maybe yeah. they're like, you know what, maybe not throw out a guy in his first year undersized. Um, even though I feel like Bo Bartlett still – I still maintain Bo Bartlett could have done stuff at NCAAs if he had got there, but he didn't get there. Um, he, I mean, he, he was in matches. He just uh, – you know, be, he just had a hard time winning matches, but he's really strong defensively. Um, so it's not <laughs> like he was just – it's not like he sucked and he was getting blown out. He just struggled to win because he wasn't – he couldn't score a whole bunch of points at that weight. Right, right. Okay, so, and then, you know, with 65 is interesting because if Joe Lee, you know, it's rumored maybe he'll go down. Uh, who knows? I, I, I think whatever weight Joe goes, 
I don't know how much production you can expect at this point. Uh, but, you know, if yeah. Facundo comes in and goes 65, I think that makes sense. Um, this may be – I don't know how, if he's long for for 165. I would think not. So maybe he goes this year and then they kind of solve for it later. Although what, I what don't, is long? He's too big, Christian? I, I Yeah, I think – I don't know how long he'll be able to make 65. Now, for all I know, he's oh. a career 65, but he's just, he's just got a big frame. He just looks like a guy that would move up and – Penn State's kind of track record with those kind of guys. They 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 get bigger and move up in weight classes. Now the problem, the oh, sticking point is the other Sarah guys Brooks, in that room. Sirachi, how do I say his name? Sirachi. I want you to get left. Sirachi, Sirachi, and Brooks would have to move up for Facundo to be able to move up. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, we'll we'll see there. And then I feel like seventy four up looks uh, is. You run it back with who you had last year. So Iowa versus Penn State is going to look really similar to this year, how it looked. It's going to look a lot like it looked uh, then because Iowa's bringing back everyone, and Penn State's bringing back mostly everyone, um, plus adding potentially someone like Facundo or, or Shane Van Ness. Going to be or fun transfer to be named later. Or <laughs> you, can't, you can never rule that out. You cannot rule that out. McNally would uh, – hey, you know, you guys talked about McNally yesterday. I feel like he would be a good fit at Pitt um, with Wenzel at 65. Um, and I just feel like uh, Keith coaches guys like that really well. No doubt. Um, so what, where did you say he was down to, Pitt, Wisconsin? Like five maybe. At UNC? Uh, four, no, just four. Pitt, Wisconsin, Oklahoma State, and I'm blanking on one right now. Hang on here. Um, Pitt, Wisconsin, Oklahoma State. Da, 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 Oklahoma come on, State. hurry up and load. Iowa State. Iowa State, maybe. Iowa State. Hey, why Iowa is G-Grab not using his last year of eligibility? That's crap. Going out in AA, baby. Yeah. Okay. He reached the Fair top. Enough. He That's raised it. the rough, and yeah. now he it's time to uh, bring down the rough. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to say you something cool there. You dug yourself into a hole on that one. Greg. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I could think of something cool. Started something when ready to finish. That's tough. Yeah. Happens to the best of us. It does. I tried to Michael Scott that one. <laughs> you, right. you start sentences not <laughs> yeah. knowing how don't it's going to end. Right. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, anywhere you want to go before we go to questions, boxing bit. Um, I'm going to transfer tracker. It totally feels like there's more guys in, in the portal than – Traditional years, I don't know that if that's true or false. I'm not sure because I don't have numbers here. But, man, there's there's a lot of good guys in the freaking portal right now. No doubt. I, don't, yeah, I guess I don't, there's I don't never know. been a portal, right? It's newer. What's that? There's never been a portal. No, there what has. Been? It started in 2018. It's been that long. Okay. But you're right. Not I mean, it's long. it's getting more and more popular. I mean, college basketball is setting all kinds of records with it. Um, football is too. I mean, it's every sport. And I think, um, I think here soon they're gonna pass the one-time transfer rule. As long as there'll be like certain days, you have to like let your school know by. Wait, um, wait, wait, pass. Wait, what does what does that mean? One-time transfer rule. You transfer one time and be immediately eligible. You don't have to get a waiver. You don't have to. Get a release from your school, yeah, and yeah, it could be at anywhere. It could be in conference, out of conference, down a level, up a level, whatever. Um, yeah, I need it. Sure. 
So that, I think that's going to get passed this summer. You'll just, from, uh, I think an article I was reading for like winter sports, it would be like you need to let your institution know by May 1 that you plan on leaving. And then I think, and then it would like start. So there would be like a few month uh, period in the summer there. If you didn't let them know you were leaving, you might still have to go through the sit out process. Um, but as long as you like let them know so they have ample time to go out and find someone to replace you or make. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and then also, Ben, I think this is going to come out this week. You'll like this. Um, the dead period will end on June 1. I, yes, I saw it. What? The dead period has been 15 months of dead period. Yeah. I mean, football programs are scheduling official visits for that weekend already in preparation for well, it. I imagine it's not that far off. No. That first yeah. weekend, June, it should be popping. Yeah, man, I, I, dude, that's like such an insanely long dead period, 15 months where, um, I mean, essentially you're saying coaches can't do any type of visits and athletes can't visit institutions and have contact with the coaches. I mean, it, it just, it almost feels wrong to do that to athletes uh, and not let them have the opportunity to, to get a feel for those things. And then to your to our point, it's going to make the transfer portal bigger because people are going to go places they don't really want to go because they didn't actually get to get a feel for it. Yeah. Yeah. And if this, I mean, it's not really a thing in wrestling anymore. Like you can pretty much transfer and be immediate, immediately eligible. There's still like four or five sports where you really got to go through the waiver process. But if that goes through too, you'll see the waiver pick back up um, because kids will want to be getting in before, before that May 1 deadline. Man, yeah. did we write anything about that? We should. Uh... Well, it's not like official. It's oh. just like, like, I'm pretty sure it's being voted on maybe today. I'm, I know they're meeting this week. Stuff the ballot box. They're just expecting it to pass. Uh, been a bunch of articles about what it's going to be like. Man, if not yeah, now, when? At this point, it's with the cool. NCAA, anything that uh, restricts athletes' rights is, is going to get pushed back on so hard. Yes. It's just tough to, you know, justify, like, uh, Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma's head football coach, like, really does not want his players to transfer interconference. They had a quarterback try to go to West Virginia, and he tried to block it. And then he just got shamed in the media and ended up having to with, pull the block. And then they had another Did you quarter, shame him? Of course. It was total BS because Lincoln, all, Lincoln, all Lincoln Riley does is get transfer quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, yeah. What so, a phony. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they're like, this guy's a quarterback genius. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like, oh, wow. You get the best ones to transfer to your school. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, then this year he had another quarterback transfer to TCU and he's blocking him. He's like, I just don't think you should be able to do it. Well, then in the offseason – uh, Texas's basketball coach goes to Marquette because they were going to fire him. And so Texas throws the piggy bank at Texas Tech's coach because he's really good. So he comes to Texas. It's like, okay, Lincoln, so should he have to sit out a year? The because, coach? Yeah, because he's going from Texas Tech to Texas. I don't like it. Right. And he's uh, Lincoln Riley's hiring guys off other staffs in yeah. the Big 12, and they're not sitting out. That's, that's the biggest one to me is like, the older, more mature people with more wisdom, they can do whatever they want. They can like go coach somewhere else and be coaching the next day. But the younger, less wise athletes should have to wait a whole year. Like, get lost. Eat it, nerds. Especially a lot of times when they came to that school for that coach and then he's gone. Yeah. That, that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah crazy. Um, okay. First question. It's for Ollie. Okay. Rising star. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ollie, what's the best pizza on Long Beach? Gino's, Frank's, or other? I'm partial to Gino's Sicilian, but Frank's grandma vodka. Okay, so I read this question, and I first read it, and once I saw the mention of Geno's, I thought fraud. 
Oh. Okay. So fraudulent. Adam Rush. The no, 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 no. Because then I went down the line and I saw the Franks. Now, Franks, if you normally bring up Franks, not valid. I'm not trying to hear what you're saying about pizza or Geno's. But he made <laughs> the specific thing of the grandma slice uh, pie from Franks. Slaps hard. That one's good. Very, very good. Okay. Geno's super overrated. Nowhere near the best pie in Long Beach. He, this Is that could bad? be. It's not that bad. It's, I'm gonna, this is an inflammatory statement. People are probably going to, from Long Beach, might have problems with it. It's overrated, guys. Too much grease. Cheese ratio is off. It's got so much attention because it's like the most popular part of town. Best place to get pizza, West End Pizza. Wow. Most consistent regular slice. And the barbecue chicken slice is the best slice in Long Beach. So oh. go ahead. Hit up West End Pizza. West End Pizza. West End Pizza. No free ads, but that's a free one. You get, yeah. one, you get one freebie, West End. Uh, okay. And shout out all my West End Wombats. Okay. We got, we got Wombats. Did you see uh, Did you see Ollie's poster, the Long Beach poster, Ben, or did you just listen? I, I listened to the audio, uh, so I listened to iTunes. Ollie's, Ollie's had quite the glow up. Nice. I look good. You look good. But they just messed up my hairline. That's it. You, yeah, you why usually... do you say Because I don't see Ollie, Ollie as a balding guy. No, but when you if you look at the picture, the Here way my head's cocked yeah. back oh, and the way the wave comes in. Tyler has all the receipts. Now, so which one? There's two guys with their heads cocked back. There's one on the left and one on the right. Oh, that one, right so... Oh, we're getting closer. Oh, totally right right there. Don't go to the bulge now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What are we doing here, Ty? But from that angle, it looks like I'm balding. But I can assure you I'm not. I always made sure to have a fresh lineup, fresh taper, and... Was always looking good. I mean, especially on picture day. So that they just messed my up, messed my my hairline up. But no, yes, how about, you're right. How about Young Palacio holding the surfboard? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's, well, that's who, Young Palacio right there. Yeah. Yeah. He's right in the middle. Um, hey, that Ollie, was voted did on. Really buy Bitcoin earlier, or is he full of crap? No, he was he was barking in my ear about Bitcoin for a while, <clears throat> and then I was like, oh. this kid's an idiot, and then now he's got a bunch of money. I'm the idiot. So. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was voted on for Dylan to hold the surfboard and be in the middle by Dylan. He went and chose that himself. Um, but yeah, he was like the star of the team too, so it was kind of uh, it hey, made sense. You know what? You know which match was lit, uh, Ali? Uh, Real Budo versus Palacio, Eastern States. That was a good match. Yeah, it was. It was quite controversial. Yeah. And then, so my, hold up, go back to the go back to the poster. Go back to the poster. So. Uh, the guy all the way on the end in the front. That's Mark Raganandan. He beat the younger Real Budo, same tournament in the finals, and then Palacio beat the older one, and then it was controversial because Dylan didn't give Real Budo his shot at revenge for states. So, yeah, it was he history moved weight there. classes, right? Yeah, he went up. Yeah. Jeez, Dylan. It'd be like that. Don't come at my boy Dylan. Yeah. You, you came only, at him. Only I can say that, though. Yes, okay, fair. Um... Okay, better flow film. Ollie Stone overcoming CP's rejection to make it to the flow big leagues or his comeback story after he gets fired for cussing about the Mets too often? <laughs> yes, it's a two-parter. Oh, a two-part film? Yes. Okay, so they're both the best film. It's the rise of Ollie, and then you're like, oh, this is awesome. And then you know America. They love be to build people up just to tear them down. They love it. Tear me down Only just because two. of w some stupid censorship laws and then boom just to rise back up like a phoenix the phoenix ollie stone the ollie stone story ollie the bear phoenix when is the next flow card and will ben be on it 
CJ Kemp wants to wrestle you. His avatar looks think, like a baby. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, here's the problem. is like I would really love to wrestle a match. I think it'd be fun. But here's the – with what I've done, unfortunately, everything I do becomes a big deal. And I just want to be like a regular guy who wrestles a match. Like I don't want it to be a big deal. I just enjoy wrestling. So uh, um, I'm going to start training wrestling again. I told Evan I'd work out with him like one time a week next week and then – Probably start doing a few private lessons, and then I got a bunch of college kids coming back this summer, so we'll run, run college practices. So I'm looking forward to wrestling again. I actually, I, I told you I wrestled a couple weeks ago, and it was like the first time in 16 months where I really, really wrestle, you know, had to wrestle. So I'm looking forward to it, but I don't think I'll be on a flow card. So that was pretty much like, I really want to get back into wrestling, but I won't be on a flow card because I'm too much of a big deal. Yeah, he literally it. <laughs> maybe I could wrestle under an alias, Ollie. What do you think? I think it could work. I mean, they might have to do something about the chin. They'll recognize that. But yeah. we can, we'll can. we have to work around it. <sighs> okay. Um, prediction on Karchla's first – or Karchla's finish at next year's NCAAs. Oh. Hard. He goes 65. Yeah. Uh, and 65 just lost a lot with Griffith, Mackay. Is there one more that moved up? I mean, or is it just those two? I think it's just those two. Okay. I, I don't know. He's, he's going to do well. Um, I don't know how well. We'll see. I got to assume if he was beating Ethan Smith to the point where Ethan Smith moved up because uh, he didn't get a chance of starting. And Ethan Smith was really, really good that he's going to do well also. Yeah. I would say I think he's top three guy. I was going to say top four. So right, okay. on, right, right there. Man, that sucks for Ohio State, though, because obviously Ethan Smith and Romero were so good. Mm-hmm. I guess you just bump them both up is probably what what you go with. I just yeah I, I I feel like neither are as effective at that weight. They're just both best at sixty five seventy four. But maybe they've gotten a lot better than what we remember them at at the other weight classes. I mean, That's there's a good def- point. Swole Marrow. Maybe. I was just gonna say Swole Marrow can go any way he wants. It looks. Yeah. Let him go eighty four. See what happens. Yeah. Okay. Should the first last chance qualifier from 2016 be referred oh, to as the pre last chance qualifier? No. Nope. Ab- absolutely, it should. Nope. Absolutely. Get Not even in a pre thing anymore. Out of wrestling. Not even a thing anymore. Hey, you know, you guys snuck in real quick yesterday on the show, and I'm going to try not to take up too much time and lose my mind about it. The last chance qualifier is a random draw, it doesn't have a true second place finisher. <clears throat> yeah, baby. FML. <laughs> FML. I mean, are we just trying to get the, the as bad of people in the Olympics as possible? Like, what if the top four guys end up on the top side? Then only one of them goes. I know. That's an issue. I know. And it, uh, I'm with you, but. We had opportunities to qualify the way. You know, it's not like it's your only chance. You had umpteen different opportunities. Yeah, it's not your only chance. Just I'm, not second about, last I'm not chance. even talking about Jordan Oliver. I mean, obviously he's in that weight class, but just like the fact that you're going to make criteria that doesn't make any sense and that you're just going to try to – I mean, literally, you could get the eighth best person. If the seven best people end up on one side, you could get the eighth best person in that bracket to the Olympics. It's so dumb. Yeah. I mean – I feel like the best guys are going to be there in all likelihood. Um, I don't know. I don't get too worked up about it because I just – this is just how they do it. Um and how would you separate them? Anyways, how how would you put, where would you put Jordan Oliver and uh, 
Sebastian Rivera and um, no, no, just have a true second place. Oh, just have a true second. Yeah, yeah, it'll work itself out then. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we'll look into it. Okay. Um, good job not getting stuck on that, Ben. Though you you raised the problem and you're progressing. That's that's personal growth. I'm proud. I appreciate that, Ollie. So at some point, UWW will stop doing these things. Okay, Russell fan. He had a lot of questions. First one is, why did JB not retire with a fourth baby coming? Um, do, and did Flo have a plan for tribute if he did take off his shoes? No, we had no plans because we know he's not retiring. We knew he wasn't taking his shoes off. Um, because and he's not retiring because JB I mean, he does said, what JB he wants. He said, I mean, the whole thing is he's going to Penn, uh, Pennsylvania RTC. He's going to have his kind of second act of his career there or whatever you want to call it there. Mm-hmm. So we just knew he... He's not done. He's going to continue to wrestle. Um, So, yeah, why would he – why doesn't he retire? Um, He doesn't want to. to. He doesn't want to. He wants to wrestle. He'll be be retired from wrestling much more of his life than he will have wrestled. So he has plenty of time to not be a wrestler. And uh, he's still wrestling at a very, very high level. He's just not uh, able to beat Kyle Dake anymore. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so that's that. And he wants us to break down Dake's win. Why did JB give up scores easily, like go behind in match two against uh, Sidikoff? Is it energy efficiency? And why did Dake not go for his last, his lace in match one and go up big? I think, um, I think one with Dake, I think he, he respects Jordan a lot and doesn't want to think he, he trusts his defense enough to know if he has a lead. That he can he can protect it. Bless you, Brad. God bless you. So I'm curious for your thoughts, Sorry. Ben. What happens? Um, no, I would. I think you nailed it. I think it's as simple as that. Well, what? I'm trying to remember what easy go behind he gave up against Dake. He says against Sitikov. Sitikov, yeah. But he said he gives us scores easily, like the go behind in match in match two and against Sitikov. So he meant both of those times, right? That's what the oh. Or was it I match two against Sitikov? Match two and against Sidikoff is what he says. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, so I don't remember an easy go-behind in match two. I mean, the uh, the one point he scored was really kind of slick on Dake's part, I feel like. Are those matches on the, the YouTube? They probably are, I would assume. One is. Um, yeah, I mean, d- listen, there's no way Jordan Burroughs is giving up against either of these guys is giving up easy points because he doesn't come by easy points anymore. You know, it's not like when he was in uh, 2011 through, say, 2015 when he was just blowing up the scoreboard. So if if he gives up a point, it's not like oh, on, yeah. it's on purpose. So it's it's a pretty cool, nifty little thing. He, so he's he does that sh- neat time, correct? So Dake has, like, the arm, and it's like, almost like an over-under position. And then he kind of, like switches his arms and drags out and it's not like a it's not an easy go it's behind. not an easy go behind it's just slick. That's a really tough technique to even like be able to do and also he doesn't even have two at this point because jordan is tricky and like snakes his leg around so that they can't come all the way behind and then uh dake rolls him through for two uh to make it three zero so it was not an easy go behind it was really slick and I feel like in freestyle, and Ben, you can attest this as well as anyone, you can get go-behinds a lot easier because of the threat of, of head pinches and exposure and stuff like that. So you'll see guys like 
feel threatened and just kind of like give it up. That's not what happened there, but that's why in freestyle you do tend to see but, those. Well, the other thing you'd have to consider in this scenario against Kyle Dake um, is that if you're if he's about to go behind you and you want to keep scrambling, there's a decent chance he's going to get a really good gut lock, and if he gets a really good gut lock, the chance he gets you over is is solid, right? So you have to also right. You were talking about the threat on the front side, but I'm talking about the threat on the back side, like. You got to make sure you get flat and he doesn't get a lock because if he gets a good lock, man, there's a good chance you're going over. So you also got to, you know, give yourself the time to get flat. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, I I think some of it, I don't know if it's energy efficiency, but he just, uh, it, it just didn't look the same down at 74. He looks like a different person, um, like physiologically, Jordan, in, in some ways. I think it just looks a little too lean. Um Okay. Well, I think uh, that is probably about it for the day. Ben's got a I got oh. a workout. If you guys want to watch, they're airing it somewhere online uh, in 28 minutes. That's I unfortunately have had had deal with a few issues this morning via text. Hope you didn't notice. Um, <laughs> I didn't oh actually. Yeah, good job. I've had a lot of issues in the last couple of days. So oh yeah, I'll tell you about them. Um, yeah, I thought there was a few other good questions. I have like two more minutes, so. What was the other one I saw that I really liked? Well, maybe that was it. Look at it. Oh, what's your favorite altcoin? You probably like that one. Oh, yeah. No, I, I did like that. But no. Well, Doge went on a heater yesterday. Ollie, yeah, big up. heater. You, you're not looking too smart right now. I'm, I, I'm going to the top. $35. I mean, I'm looking kind of brilliant because I've been talking about crypto since 2017, and a lot of people are just getting on the bandwagon now. Um, Doge up and to the left. Ollie didn't even know. I had to tell him. Well, with diamond hands, it doesn't matter. You know, he's got a point. Listen, he's in forever. That's kind of where I'm at, right? I'm kind of in in forever. Dang. No matter what. No matter what. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't have a favorite altcoin other than Doge? Uh, You know what? I actually don't like. I will say I don't really like the crypto community's definition of altcoin. Because their de- definition of altcoin is anything besides Bitcoin, and I feel like you know uh, the top top couple who have been there for a while, like they shouldn't really be considered altcoins anymore. Like they're well established. We should consider like the smaller cap plays. You know, maybe if you're under a billion or under a hundred million, then you're an altcoin. But once you get once you've been there forever, like say like in Ethereum, they consider Ethereum an altcoin. Like Ethereum's been there forever now. Like stop putting in that category. So I put an Ethereum in the corner. So you don't have one? Uh, I mean, I, I'll just say my portfolio consists of um, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, Cardano, um, and some Ray tokens. Cardano. Those five. Cardano. Cardano's good. Cardano, I bought Cardano at $0.08. Cents. That's looking pretty. You can check that out, Ali. That's looking pretty nice. Justin, yeah, that one's a good one. Justin Cardani. Yeah, is this a... Is I'm going to buy Cardano. Is Cardano a Long Beach pizza shop? I'm pretty sure it's that. Are Cardano. you sure you didn't invest in a pizza shop on Long well, Beach? Well, Rocky Cardano grew up on Nebraska Street. Okay. <laughs> Made that name up. Made that name up. But um, I'm going to get in. I'm going to take a look at that with my earnings from the Doge. And then <laughs> all of the rest of the ones you said aren't as good as Doge. That's it. Yeah. What is? Do you know how much Doge you have now? You were you were at thirty five bucks at one point. Then see, he almost see. doubled it because it, it's up like sixty to seventy percent in the last day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got a million dollars. Oh my gosh, <laughs> oh, wow. I got a million. Thirty to a million. Great. That's I'm amazing. Putting it all on Ben this week. Don't let me down, buddy. Let's go. Fine, baby. All right.
All right, Boxing Ben, we'll let you go. Thanks so much. We'll talk be back tomorrow. tomorrow. We'll talk some more wrestling. That's for darn sure. Thanks so much for tuning in. Big week. Because every Dude. week's a big week. See you, Ben. Thank you so yeah. much. Hope you guys have a good Wednesday. It's Taco Wednesday. Oh, tacos. I forgot. Sometimes I call it Taco Tuesday on Wednesday. That's a mistake. That's stupid. I just love the alliteration. Um, I don't mean to. I'm saying I misspeak sometimes. You hear this, idiot? You know what? K-Bing? These guys are rude. I don't mean to say it. Sorry. You guys never misspeak. All right. I'm out of here. Later. <laughs> <laughs>